Hey everybody, I'm Daniel Hummer from the Unscripted Wrestling Podcast, and welcome to War Drums. Uh, we're here for another installment. We're going to be talking about uh, another round of the war, Raw versus Nitro. The date is May 1st of the year 2000. I'm here with some of my favorite people on planet Earth. The man with the plan, uh-huh. the face that runs the place, uh, the sensation of masturbation, my brother Doug. <laughs> I think the third one best <laughs> Hi. <laughs> How you doing, buddy? Pretty good. At first I you were talking about me, and then you mentioned that. Oh, you don't you don't yank the old chain? All right. Uh, he tells that he's around certain people. <laughs> or if the Phillies are up 6 nothing. Yeah. Might be getting one out right now. Eric's here. How the hell you doing? <laughs> I'm good. I'm fantastic right now. That's, That's what he means when he says that if he starts screaming, he's going to put himself on mute. When he says scream, <laughs> he really means yank. Oh, my God. More of a moan. Uh, we're here to talk about – we're here to do another War Drums. This is our fifth one of these. This is one of my favorite uh, premises of shows that we do, and I'm excited to, excited to get into it here. Uh Raw was clearly winning at this point, but uh, Nitro was pretty entertaining. So we're going to talk about each episode. We'll be jumping back and forth just like uh, people used to do back in this like Middle Ages when they had uh, remotes and TVs and before streaming services. So we're going to do that. Before we get into all that, is there a current shit going on? Uh, so Orange Cassidy is the new AEW All-Atlantic champion. That can't be real news. Well, that guy is an idiot. Uh, well, unfortunately, no, not unfortunately, I actually happen to like the guy. So, yeah, okay. Uh, <laughs> I do too. I just don't like the gimmick as much. It's literally his whole thing. I mean, he is good in the ring to run and do his thing with his hands in his pockets and shit. Well, he's but... shown that he has quite the moveset now. Yeah. So, and he's over, and that's what matters. Yeah. He is over. I take him over Punk any day. No way. Attitude-wise, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But not, like, if I'm starting a company, I'm not like, give me Cassidy. I mean, I know he's, like, he's very huge with the audience, but let's face it, he goes to WWE tomorrow. In two weeks, he's done. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of going back to WWE, Gallows and Anderson went back. I know. Yep. They're phenomenal once again. Boy. I'm very OC's happy about back. it. And they should be. The, the OC. Club. Yeah. yeah, the OC. The original club. Yeah. I mean, and I kind of like what they're doing. You know, it's going to be them versus the Judgment Day. Which the Judgment Day, by the way, is the best heel faction in wrestling right now. Yeah. That's a crazy statement, but yeah, I mean, I agree almost. I think like what they did with Edge and Beth Phoenix at Extreme Rules is really yeah. good. With I really enjoyed that. I mean, not I, that I enjoy seeing a woman get fucking hit with a steel chair, but I mean, I like didn't like it, but that's because it was a heel moving and not really supposed to like the heels. But I do like the heat that they got. Yeah, Rhea Ripley and Dominic. Here's the thing: the whole Rhea Dominic thing. 
that's really overshadowing everything uh, Balor and Priest are doing right now. Yeah. Who would have thought that those two would be the breakout stars in that? Because right now, like the whole like if you listen to Michael Cole's commentary at Extreme Rules, like he was calling Dominic a scumbag, and you you know you know good little Brad, how can you do that to the, your father, you little son of a bitch? Yeah. Priest comes out. Priest gets called an idiot. Yeah. All right. Not a no good bastard. Not a piece of garbage. This gets called a straight idiot. <laughs> Like, Dom, it, like it, it, and you can almost tell that it's just like Michael Cole believes more in what Dominic Mysterio is doing and just thinks that Priest is just there because he's tall. So are you saying that Dominic's doing good work right now? As a heel, yes. His in-ring shit's still bad, right? In-ring, he's god-awful. But if he continues to do the stuff like – I don't even. I actually don't even think Rhea can wrestle right now, because she hasn't technically been in the ring since like the night after Helen Estelle, I think it was. Yeah, I think so. Because she had to have dental surgery done, and like she's gotten like physical and all that, but she hasn't. I'm pretty sure she has not had a match in the ring in like the last four or five months. Yeah, she's she been doing all this other. The first uh, Beth uh, hitting her in the face and spearing her was actually the first punishment she has taken since she had to be, uh, you know, taken off TV for the dental surgery. That's going to be a really good match. When it happens, yeah. Now it's not going to happen for a while because they have to sell everything, and Edge has to go film uh, the Percy Jackson thing. Yeah. I forgot he was in that. Well, it was just announced yesterday. Yeah. It's been a long day. Uh, Tell me about it. I, uh, no, cool. I, I like, I like the, I already forgot their name, the Judgment Day. Yeah. I almost called them the League of Shadows. Uh, I do like them a lot, and I think, uh, I mean, Finn Balor's trying, but, yeah, I think they kind of take away from him. Finn Balor needs to just put the face paint on and call it a day. Yeah, and, and here's the, here's the thing, and if for anybody that watched Extreme Rules, yeah, uh, you know, last Saturday it actually was because we watched it top to bottom. It was a really good show. It was pretty good, yeah. Uh, Bray Wyatt actually makes his return to TV tonight. Was this last Sunday or no? Or last Saturday? Last Saturday, yes. Oh, so I could do that for my worker of the week. Well, Bray. No, not Bray. He didn't even fucking wrestle. I'd uh, I'd probably put Mr. Uh, Mr. What's his name on there. Oh, uh, he did a great job. Yeah, he yeah. killed it. I I go Liv Morgan for smiling while uh, Ronda's ass was on her head. Yeah, I I think that. Oh, by the way, she's getting a role in the new Chucky series. Liv Morgan. Yeah, that's fire. We gotta tell Mindy. Uh, I'll send her a stinging telegram. Uh, do they even do those anymore? I don't know. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, I don't think they do. Well, they might. Uh, yeah. My who who was the main event? Which match was the main event? Because I I got them jumbled. Fight pit. 
That was the fight pit. Yeah. I probably would give it to Riddle then because that was a very good match. I, I think they're going to start setting up because uh, on, on Raw Monday night, he beat Sami Zayn. So I think they're going to try to set it up to where he's going to try to get another shot at, at Roman. You mean Logan? Oh, if that happens. Did he win? He's going to. Didn't they wrestle this past year? Logan's going to win? No, Ro- uh, Roman and Logan. Oh, that's in Saudi Arabia. Yeah. Yeah. That's for the rich folk. Yeah. That's uh, next week, right? No, that's, uh, I think, the beginning of the month. Or uh, the beginning of the new month. November? Oh, You ready for Logan to whoop that ass? I really want to watch that to see what the fuck actually happens. If Logan Paul becomes the world champion, what do you think is going to happen? After just being in the company in a couple months, I think that stops. Well, we're going to talk. I mean, it kind of correlates with the episode of Nitro a little bit. There was a celebrity that might not have deserved it that won the world title. Yeah. He didn't have the athletic ability of Logan Paul whatsoever, but... Because Logan actually has looked no. pretty good a couple times. Right. He's been in well, there. and I'll get into how the whole deal came about. Because I think that's actually something we've never actually talked about before. Because I believe this is actually the first WCW 2000 thing we've done. Because yeah. we've avoided it like a plague for the last three years. But now here we are. I'm a trendsetter. Should I pick this one? Yes. Uh, do you have a worker of the week, Eric? I'm going to go with Orange Cassidy. Uh-huh. Orange Cassidy, I think he said. He's very good. Mine is actually going to be weird. Mine's actually going to be Seamus in the rest of the boats. Because that was the perfect way to open up Extreme Rules last week. I thought Seamus did a very good job. Yeah. Uh, very fucking good. Ready to get into it? Yeah. Meat and potatoes? All right. Let the war begin, or the next battle in the war, whatever the fuck. We need to do a tally on who wins these. We should go back and listen to some of the older episodes and and get a tally going. That'll be fun. Probably should have told you that before. I'll do that. Yeah, you do that, Eric. Thank you, Eric. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, we got to get a tally going, see who wins or loses. I think we know who's going to win this one, but uh, it's going to be fun to talk about. So let's start off with... Let's start off with Raw. Both were about an hour and a half, right? Yeah. Yeah. Raw's war, it's uh, May 1st, 2000, just like Nitro. Uh, We're live from Baltimore Arena. Which actually was WCW country, by the way. Ooh. Our world champion, The Rock, he won it the uh, the previous night at Backlash from old Triple H. Our intercontinental champion is Chris Benoit. He won it earlier in the month, or well, the month before this, obviously. Uh, our world tag team champions are Edge and Christian. Our European champion is Latino Heat, Eddie Guerrero. Our hardcore champion is Crash Holly. Our women's champion is the CEO at the moment, Stephanie McMahon Helmsley. And our lightweight champion is Dean Malenko. Our uh, hosts, of course, are Jim Ross and Jerry the King Lawler. We open up with a match, actually. Doesn't happen very often. On no, not not at all. I mean, yeah, it doesn't happen on Raw like anymore, like at all. Ever, yeah, yeah. It's always a talking segment. We open up with a match here: the Dudley Boys versus TNA. 
a rematch from Backlash, by the way. And this has no title implications, does it? No, but for some reason, Edge and Christian got their asses involved. What did you think of this match, Eric? I thought it was a uh, decent tag team match, decent opener to the uh, Raw. I thought all four guys were decent. I mean, it only went, like, what, five to ten minutes? Something like that, yeah. I thought it was a decent opener. Better than them. Than the uh, WCW one. Anything could be better than the fucking WCW one. Uh, All right, so uh, the premise here TNA wrestled uh, the Dudley Boys at Backlash the night before. Mm -hmm. Trish Stratus had been taunting Bubba Ray Dudley for like the last few weeks saying that he, she could seduce Bubba and not put her through a table or to, and get her to not, or get him to not put her through a table. Yeah. Well, TNA beat the Dudleys at backlash. He'll seduce Jeff. Yeah. They beat the Dudleys at backlash. But then afterwards, Bubba's like woman, big boobs table. <laughs> and she ended up going through the table. Well, then this was the rematch. Edge and Christian got involved. TNA got the win. Yes. Uh, which there was really no reason for Edge and Christian to get involved, like, at all. Yes. But it happened. I agree. Uh, I thought this match was fun. It only lasted five minutes because of that, but I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, I didn't, ha- I didn't have an I had no problem with it. I liked TNA back then. Yeah. Because I felt bad for Albert when he first came in and he was named after a pierced penis. That is what a Prince Albert is, Sharon. The pierced cock. <laughs> really? Sharon, you learn something every day. Even if you don't want to. <laughs> we didn't like Christian with long hair. We think he's handsomer with short hair. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> no, I thought that I, it, was, it, was, it was okay. I, uh, I, I, this is an Attitude Era match. A lot of these are going to be short. and uh, it, But it was a good way to open the show, I think, with a team that a lot of people like in the Dudley Boys. Yeah. Oh, they were getting, they were becoming huge stars. Yeah. So, yeah, I thought it was all right. Do we rate these? I don't remember if we rate I these. don't know because they're so short. Because okay. they're just TV. All right. So, we just rate the uh, show. And then uh, it go it cuts at right after that it cuts to Stephanie making her way to the ring and then we go to commercial. Uh, we come back from break and a lot a couple members of the Baltimore Baltimore Orioles are in the crowd. Baseball, Phillies are kicking ass right now, right, Eric? I gave you a plug. Yes, sir. Still six nothing. Six to one now. Uh oh. So then we get a classic, like a classic kind of corporate, like this is how we would open the show usually, right? Yeah. With them talking for like 15 minutes. Triple H was talking about how he got fucked at Backlash. Yeah. Stephanie was to, uh, talked a little bit, I think. I don't remember. Uh, yeah, I thought I heard uh, cat, uh, cats yelling and dogs barking. 
So, yeah. And then uh, we find out that the mad there's going to be a steel cage match tonight, right? Yeah. Yep. So that's all we have right now. Yeah, nothing, nothing was said. It's just like history's going to be made inside the steel cage. Earl Hebner was reinstated. Uh, he had been fired technically on TV like a couple weeks beforehand, but Linda McMahon reinstated him the night before at Backlash. I like how Earl was. Is he still refereeing? Yeah. Is he? He is. Uh, where is I he now? Yeah. What, Eric? Where is Adam Earl? He's still a referee. Uh, he he occasionally, I think, will do stuff for AEW on uh, special occasions. Yeah, I think I've seen that. Uh, they did hire him when they yeah. first started, right? Yeah. Yeah. But he never ended up. They really like Aubrey Edwards. So she's yeah. Where's his where's his son? Is he still referee? Who? Brian, I think so. No, he uh, he well he left Impact. Okay. Uh, what were you saying? Uh, yeah, no, because they were gonna have him in AEW, but then uh, uh, Jim Ross started calling Aubrey Girl Hebner, so then it's just like, all right, we'll just keep her. So you know, just like Jr. ruined Bart Gunn's career. Uh, he ruined a uh, Earl cool AEW uh, run. I mean, Earl's had an, enough of a run anyway. Oh, no, I agree. It's just JR, you know, the career killer. You don't like him anymore? If he if he were still good, I'd like him. Uh, so then we cut to the parking garage, and Crash Holly shows up. I love this fucker. And he's fucking scared, dude. Well, he pulls in, and then the the parking attendant tries to tries to pin him. Yeah. <laughs> so then Crash locks him in the car, and Jr's just like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> like, what in the hell? Yeah. All right, let's turn the channel. WCW. We're in Birmingham, Alabama. Do you know the the what you called? This uh, arena we're at, Doug? Uh, no. Okay. The Birmingham Jefferson Convention Complex. Right, because they couldn't, uh, they can only afford at that time to do like 2,000, 3,000 feet arenas. They were really fucking losing it, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It didn't really feel like a nitro either. The whole setup was different. No, it was weird. Yeah. Uh, there was felt like a house show. show. Felt like a house show. Yeah. I can see that. Yeah. Uh, all right. So this was about a month after Bischoff and Russo took over. Yeah. All right. So they had the big reboot. What ended up happening was uh, Russo was technically in charge. They thought, or, you know, the WCW uh, executives or the uh, Turner Time Warner executives thought that he was going to save the company right away. Well, yeah. it wasn't like after like a month, month and a or like two months, 
they realized that it wasn't going that way. So they're just like, you know what? We're going to do something a little different. We're going to put you on a booking committee. And he's just like, I don't want a booking committee. I want... Russo said this, right? Yes. I want sole control. And they're like, you know, we look, you know, this is what's best. So he ended up, he actually went home for a little bit, and Kevin Sullivan had to take back over. I do remember that. Oh, wow. So then, but then uh, when Benoit and Guerrero and Saturn and Malenko left, they called Eric Bischoff right away, and they're like, we need you to come back. Now, he didn't come back as executive vice president or the title he had before. He was pretty much just, it was basically Turner, uh, Turner, Time Warner executives were technically the executive vice president. Yes. Brad Siegel uh, was, the, was the man who was technically in charge. Our world champion is Mr. David Arquette. Yes. All right. Yep. I'll just, uh, here's basically how that came about. Can you name the other champions after? Yeah. Okay. You want me to do it now? Yeah. Terry Funk's your hardcore champion. Uh, Buff Bagwell and uh, Shane Douglas are the tag champs. TV title's already been dissolved, uh, mainly because, you know, that was a title that Russo really didn't want. U.S. champion is Scott Steiner. Cruiserweight is Hard Knocks, Chris Candido. And... That's pretty much it. Okay. All right. Do you see the so, hardcore champion is smiling? No, hardcore champion was Terry Funk. Oh, I thought it was Norman smiling. No, Norman was getting ready to challenge for it. Oh, okay. All right. So, David Arquette was starring in a movie called Ready to Rumble, yeah. which was a WCW. Uh, it was a Turner production. And uh, they wanted – it was something that technically Bischoff had negotiated before they told him to go fuck himself and send him home. A lot of the WCW stars were in it. Diamond Dallas Page was technically the lead villain in the role. That's true. And so because the movie was coming out at, at a certain point, they decided to do more stuff with him. The movie was a bomb too, by the way. Right. Oh, no. Yeah, the movie was not a financial success. No. But I also happen to really like the movie. Well, yeah. I did, too. We should review it one day. No. We'll do it on Unlimited, so you don't have to be part of it. Okay. Uh, So... The decision to make David Arquette champion was actually Vince Russo's idea. Yeah, no shit. So why'd he do it? it? Pretty much just to help promote the movie, and he thought that having a big-time celebrity, when I say big-time, I mean basically somebody married to somebody who was technically... Was Friends the number one sitcom at the time, Sharon? Probably, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it probably was. It was huge. Yeah. So, oh, Rose McGowan's in that movie. Still, he's sure dead. What, what year we're talking? So Two thousand. Oh yeah. Rose McGowan's in that movie. 
yeah, uh, she played Sasha, one of the Nitro Girls. That the movie actually had a decent cast. It had the real king in that movie, not Jerry Lawler. Oliver Platt. Yes. Jimmy the King or Jimmy King. Uh, mm-hmm. Joe Pantliano was on there from Sopranos fame. Uh, I'm to think who else. Oh, Caroline Ray was actually in the movie. Was she? Yeah. She's always funny. And Scott Can, Sugar Daddy. Yep. Sugar Daddy and the Law. Yeah, so it was a. Uh, I mean, I like the movie, so. Well, that's all that matters. So did I, Doug. See, that's all that matters, too. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so we start out Nitro. Uh, Arquette's talking to his wife, Courtney Cox. She's not happy that he's the world champion. Why? It's more money for her. It's hot. I think she's the one that wears the pants in that relationship. She she used to wear the pants. Uh, Arquette Was that his real wife? Yeah, they were married for they're divorced oh. now, but they were married for a long time. They're not di- a long time, but a few years. They were di- they're divorced now, but I'm pretty sure like they still uh, do stuff together. Hook up. They produced that one game show together. They're still friends and oh, work together, them, right? Yeah. Yeah. Don't they still have like their own production company or something? They're both in Scream still. The new Scream. They're friend like they're friendly, but they don't fuck. Well, you don't know. They might. I don't think they do. I sleep in the house with them. You just stop the show to sh- show me Swiss Rolls ice cream. Uh, yeah, sorry. No, don't don't be. I'm just hard now. <laughs> uh, sorry, Sharon. Like Our that. opening contest. Uh, first of all, we got the best commentary team in all of wrestling. Oh God. Tony Schiavone, Scott Hudson, and Mark Madden. Wait, do we have Scott Hudson on the show? We did have Scott Hudson we on did. the show. Aha! We got star power on this motherfucking program, Sharon. I guess so. Look at us. I think we can just call it now, right? Yeah. Uh, we can get him back on the show. Yeah. He, he cost a lot. You have to. Actually, he did the show for nothing. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to set the illusion. <laughs> Uh, our opening contest is Norman Smiley and Ralphus uh, against Crowbar. Well, technically, Ralphus was still in the uh, getup. Yeah, he was in the getup. What were they calling him? The mystery partner. Hell of a damn. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this match sucked, guys. Yeah. I like Crowbar, though. Yeah. I feel like he deserved better back then. The thing is, though, he liked competing in the hardcore division. The issue was is that, like, the hardcore division just kind of stuck. Yeah. It wasn't like the WWE. Do we know who was under the mask? Under the... Yeah, Ralphus. Yeah, it was Jericho's bodyguard. Ralphus. Fat bald guy. Hey. Not (laughs) you. (laughs) Not him. Are you sure? (gasps) (laughs) <laughs> so the announcers are th- I mean that match wasn't that good Do we have any thoughts on it? Uh, it was pretty much just to set up uh, the uh, Just to set up the fact that Norman Smiley and the mystery partner Were going to be uh, 
teaming up to challenge Terry Funk for the hardcore title. And, uh, like, yeah, it was, and Crowbar was really doing nothing at the time. Crowbar fucking, yeah, he tried. It was all right. Uh, so now we get kind of hype from the announcers about, uh, David Arquette, the world champion. Uh, we, we cut backstage and he's telling DDP that he doesn't know why the fuck he's here and doing this. And, uh, that was taking the back of his head, back of his head, probably just like I don't know either. I never got that how they did a tag match. DDP was was the champion. Arquette won the title in the match, and DDP was happy about it. I'll still never never understand that. They made DDP look like a fucking idiot for no reason. I think, and remember, yeah. they did it on Thunder too. Yeah, on Thunder. One of your biggest draws you still have left in this fucking dog shit company that fucking went so downhill that nobody watches this bullshit anymore. And uh, you're going to fucking give a, a, a B-list celebrity the world championship. And I love David Arquette. But you're going to give a B-list celebrity your world heavyweight championship. And you're going to have your world champion in the ring smiling, high-fiving him, hugging him and shit. Fucking stupid. Made no sense. Terrible booking decision and made DDP look unnecessarily dumb. Yeah, and I think at this time, like in the ratings, like WWF was doing sixes and WCW was like doing like ones and twos. Yeah. The last time they actually hit a three was actually earlier in the year. Uh, and it was actually, believe it or not, it was when Sid won the world title. Really? Oh, City? Yeah. Mr. Udi. Mr. Uday. Uh, so, yeah, that's what's going on. Then we go to Sean Stasiak, who says that he's the perfect one. And, the perfect and he's going to break the record for his free throws. Uh, we'll revisit that later. For some reason, this got way, way too many fucking segments, but... For Stasiak. Yeah, it did. The one thing I will say about Russo, he was really trying to push the new guys. Yeah. Well, I think, according to Hulk Hogan, so I don't know if it's actually true, uh, Russo actually wanted to fire anybody or anybody. When he first got there, he wanted to fire anybody and everybody over the age of 40. That was like Heyman's thing in TNA, too, right? If you would have went. I think so, yeah, because he wanted to push the new guys. He didn't want to push the old ones. So when Russo's first, technically, like, not his first night there, but, like, that Halloween Havoc pay-per-view, because that Halloween Havoc pay-per-view was based on on four main events. Goldberg Sid, DDP Flair, Luger Hart, and uh, Hogan Sting. Yeah. Well, Hogan was supposed to do a clean job for Sting. Yeah. They said, and Hogan said, I'm not doing a clean job for him. So Hogan actually just went out there, laid down in the middle of the ring, Sting pinned him, and then that was it. And then Hogan took off for a few months. Fucking stupid. And then Flair was so pissed. Russo wanted to bury Flair so badly that he actually had the filthy animals abduct him out of the ambulance and bury him in the middle of the desert. Yes, he did. In Vegas. Uh, 
You know, he didn't really like Dallas Page either. No. You know, Dallas Page, well, I mean, Dallas Page took, uh, had to take like a month off because he had to finish wrapping up for the Ready to Rumble. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but like Russo was just like, so like Russo didn't like, he didn't like Hogan. He didn't like uh, Flair, obviously. Didn't like Luger. Didn't like Sting. Uh, he liked the younger guys that were there. Which is why, like, when they start re- redid this whole thing, the the big reboot, it was the New Blood versus the Millionaires Club. Yeah. Right. But the New Blood were the bad guys. Yeah. But, like, the thing is, too, was, like, with the Millionaires Club, you had, it was the start of the Millionaires Club. You pretty much, you had Sid, uh, Flair, Luger, Sting, Page. Uh, Hogan and Kurt Henning. Yes. Those were like your core guys, but then you started adding other guys afterwards, like Horace Hogan, Hulk's nephew got added. Which makes no sense. Right, exactly. He's not a millionaire. <laughs> no. Uh, Brian Adams and Brian Clark, Chronic, they got added in, which made no sense. Chris Canyon got added in because he was a friend of Dallas Page. Uh, oh, Hugh Morris and the rest of the Misfits in action, they got added in. To the Millionaire's Club? Yeah. Uh, Kevin Nash was in there. Yeah. So that made sense, right? Because uh, they had to take Sid out because Sid actually busted up his shoulder. Yep. Uh, Booker T eventually ended up as a Millionaire's Club member. Of. Uh, no, Bischoff was back around this time too, right? Yeah, but so he this, was he was also with the new boy. Yeah. And this was during the basically the big cuz you said the reboot. When did the reboot happen? April 10th. So this is kind of knee deep into it. Yeah. And this is after they said we're stripping all the champions. Right. And then they had Spring Stampede where they crowned all the champions and Terry Funk also a Millionaire's Club member. Uh was the only Millionaires Club member to win a t- to win a title that night. That's crazy. Wow. Huh. And it was, and how it was, was Terry Funk at this time? At that time, I'm pretty sure he was about 57. Damn. Wow. It's a beautiful age. Yes, it is. One of my favorites. I love people. I resemble that remark. I, I absolutely love people that around that age. Uh, yeah. All right, let's wrap up. No. So, <laughs> so what's going on here, Doug? What? Set the scene. Uh, oh, with Paige? Yeah. Paige and Canyon are coming down to the ring. Because this is after the Stasiak thing with our cat. And, uh, Arquette. Arquette doesn't want the title. He said maybe Booker T deserves it. Yeah. Which is actually, you know, what they ended up going with after, you know, a couple months after. All right. So Arquette comes out. He tries to vacate the title. They said no. Instead, it's going to be Triple Cage at uh, at Slambury, you, Paige, and Jarrett. But tonight, you're actually – they wanted him to wrestle Tank Abbott, but Paige was going to wrestle him first. Yeah. And if Abbott beat Paige, he gets a world title shot at Arquette. Yeah. Even though they just set a title match for 
the upcoming pay-per-view. Right. Again, made no sense, but that was WCW. Yeah. WCW booking it, it's fine. So uh, Luger's looking for Russo. We go back to the gym, and the perfect one is still shooting his free throws. And then uh, Bischoff tells Hugh Morris that he'll be wrestling Jeff Jarrett and Steiner in a three-way match. This was when Hugh was getting a bit of a push. Yeah, well, because he was getting over. And you got to remember, he had been with the company since 1995. Yeah, as a job guy. A job guy, member of the Dungeon of Doom. Oh, Bill DeMott. He's canceled now, right? Yeah, pretty much. All right. Let's go back to Raw. We got the Hardy Boys and Tuku. I actually really enjoyed this match because I, I thought it was good, and I was also really surprised that Tuku went over. Yeah, it was like a super cool yeah, too. I was yeah. too. And Master Sexy. Yeah, it was. Well, and Hardy got booted a little bit. Huh? The Hardys were basically the heels in this. Yeah. Well, because Too Cool as an act, especially still with Rikishi, they were still, like, they were super over at the time. Yeah. We'll get to that part later. Huh? Rikishi. We'll get to Rikishi later. Yeah. Rikishi. Uh, But, yeah, no, it was... Uh, I thought it was a good tag team match, and uh, it, it was good. it was nice to see Too Cool, you know, get over a little bit. Yeah, it was. It was very nice. piece to um, which one, uh, Scotty? Mark Christopher. Yep. Uh, I really liked this match. Uh, it wasn't very long, but like I said earlier, a lot of them aren't. Uh, I thought the right guys won. It was a fun match. It was a quick, fun match. Absolutely, Eric. Uh, So then we go back to Vince McMahon, and he's talking to the Stooges, uh, Earl and Gerald. Not Earl and Gerald. Gerald and Pat. Yeah. R.I.P. Pat Patterson. And Gerald Briscoe now, right? Yeah, he just passed away, correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I was asking, but yeah, I believe so. Uh, No, 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 no. Uh, Or was it Jack? One of the Briscoes just died. I think it was Gerald. It was Jack. It was Jack. Gerald's still alive? Yeah, because, uh, uh, well, no, Jack died back in 2010. Oh, wow. Oh. No, he's, he's still alive. Oh. What the fuck? <laughs> no, uh, you're thinking Finkel just died. I did not confuse Howard Finkel with. Or no, 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 no. Finkel didn't just die. Finkel died a couple of years ago. We're getting old, man. Speaking uh, of somebody dying, rest in peace to um, Sarah Lee. Rest in peace to Sarah Lee, and rest in peace to the man that played Dumbledore in Harry Potter. I thought he's been gone for a while. I meant uh, Hagrid. Hag- Hagrid. Oh, Hagrid? Yeah, he just yeah. died. Yeah, he just oh, died. Damn, we didn't know that. So did Angela Lansbury. R.I.P. Yeah. Uh, all right. So, yeah, he tells us to just get him fucking Earl. Uh, We get to see the Baltimore Arena when we come back, and then he's talking to Earl. He said Earl to do his job and stay the fuck out of his business. And Earl said, I just want my job. And uh, so he got his job. He said, and that was basically the conversation. 
Let's go back over yeah. to the other channel uh, where we have we have the wall against Horace Hogan in a tables match. Right. With every match, the wall I had to compete in for like the uh, next like three or four months was a fucking tables match. He loved his tables. They yeah. were trying to build that around him, right? Yeah. And what did you think of the wall? I didn't like him. What did you think of the wall? Uh, I didn't like them either. Okay. That was corny. What didn't you like about him? I just... Yeah, he was a big guy and all that, but he really... Like, he wasn't really athletic. I mean, he did a choke slam through a table. That was it. I just... I, I felt like he was a real poor attempt at, like, the Dudley Boys or Kane or something like that. Like, and the fact that, like, you know, you really couldn't hurt him, but it's just, like, the guy just sucked. I liked him when he was with Berlin. That was cool. It didn't last long. No. I thought it could have been good, though. Uh, Horace Hogan was a waste of space. He definitely got the job. Yeah, he was. Well, I mean, he had actually tried. And, again, Horace Hogan comes from a bad background. What does that mean? Well, his father was a a, uh, motorcycle gang member who had been murdered. Okay. And his mother remarried a motorcycle gang member, and she was murdered. That's sad. Okay. So he technically, like, wrestling was kind of like his, like, outlet for, uh, you know, for stuff. And... I take back what I just said about him. Yeah. So he had a rough upbringing. Yeah, it's very sad. And Hogan was the only family he had, right? Basically. Pretty much. It was nice stuff when we get him a job. Uh, yeah. I don't even think it was Hulk that got him a job. Cause, I mean, I think it might have helped, but... And also, too, uh, on his mother's side, on Horace's mother's side... Uh, he, there's a cousin by the name of uh, Mike Awesome. Oh, so that could help too. Oh wow! Yeah. Which was feuding with Hogan at the time. And and fucking Mike Awesome comes out during this match and beats the shit out of Horace. Yeah. Uh, yep. What a good and cousin. Billy, and Billy Kidman too. Oh yeah, Kidman was getting this weird push at the time. They seemed to really think he was going to be something, huh? Yeah. And Local to be kid. honest with you, oh, and by the way, Horace was actually trained by Dean Malenko's father. Okay. okay. Horace? Yeah. And then uh, <laughs> Horace trained Horace. Uh, and then <laughs> uh, Horace actually did some work in FMW in Japan. Okay. Uh, former tag team partner, Sabu. Uh Wrestled in ECW, went back to F uh, to FMW. So he's been around. Yeah. So, I mean, he didn't just need Hulk to, you know, get him a job. Okay. Well, I apologize to Horace. Doug's obviously a big fan. Uh, I got to stick with the bald guys. That's fair. Even though all of them suck. I agree. 
So we cut from that to the graveyard where Vampiro's, he's challenging Sting and telling him to come play in the graveyard, which is his home. And he said he knows that Sting will come and play. Uh, a lot of a lot of gay undertones there, Sharon. Uh, and not just in my rendition, in the actual thing, too. Uh, come and play. But, uh, no, so Vampiro and Sting had this feud going, which was... Russo was really trying to recapture a lot of stuff in this time, but most importantly with these two, Undertaker and Kane. Yeah, pretty much. They yeah. even had a burn fucking set a guy on fire match, which is basically an inferno match. Yeah, except for just yeah. like you actually had to... All you have to do is actually set him on fire, though. Yeah, yeah like there was no like fire around the ring or whatever. It was just more, hey, yeah, no... Kill your opponent. Yeah. Basically, <laughs> fucking kill this guy. And then, and then you win. And you get a big shiny belt. And it's not even for the fucking belt. No, it was just they had a big feud and and I like both of these guys. I thought Vampiro was very underrated and one of the better people here at this time for the new blood. Yeah. But the graveyard match shit was fucking stupid. It's not the same as a buried alive match. Oh no, not at all. This was just recycling his own ideas in shittier ways, is what Russo's doing here. Yeah, because he felt way. like the stuff and here's the thing. Vince Russo, a lot of Vince Russo's ideas worked as long as Vince McMahon and the rest of Vince McMahon's committee kind of put the spin on it yeah, and uh, helped make it into a usable idea. Yeah, You get to WCW and you have Russo is working with Kevin Sullivan, who, by the way, quit giving a fuck, yeah. you know, Back before Kevin Nash took his fucking job. Yep. Okay. Uh, you had Kevin Sullivan. You had Terry Taylor, who uh, began a uh, a friendship with Vince Russo in the WWF. Yep. Uh, so I may have swapped. I don't know. Uh, off of genitalia. Uh, and then you also had on that committee. You had well, JJ Dillon was on the committee until Vince Russo's just like, you're too fucking old. You got to leave. Jimmy Hart was on the committee because Jimmy Hart was pretty much, Jimmy Hart was pretty much put in a management position because Hulk Hogan said, if he's not in a management position, I don't want to fucking work here. Yeah. Uh, So Vince Russo, you know, tried to make it to where Jimmy Hart actually got fired, but but Jimmy actually never got fired. He got uh, diminished back to a backstage role. Right. But and then I think I can't remember if there were other. Oh, Ed Ferrara, who was one of uh, Russo's best friends at that time. Yes. With making fun of Jr. Yeah. Fucking piece of shit. Exactly. But so like you had those people who just like. They didn't fucking care anymore. Yeah. So Russo's ideas were not going to get over. I agree. All right. Now Vince Russo comes back to the ring, dragging Elizabeth with him in security. He calls out to Luger and said he'll wreck his ass. Uh, 
some more undertones there for you, Sharon. And, uh, and then he goes back backstage. And uh, the next match is about to happen. Before that, Scott Steiner talked shit about the fans and said uh, the best time he spent in Alabama is when he left. Yeah. Which is a classic heel line. All right. He always talks shit about the fans. Pretty much. I mean, that's what heels do. So now we got Hugh Morris versus Jarrett and Steiner. What do we think of this one? I actually thought this was good. But, like, you could tell that, like, uh, the main goal of the match was just basically to beat the shit out of Hugh Morris. He won, though. Yeah. He got a dead one. Well, yeah, because Jarrett and Steiner couldn't get along, and Jarrett's just like, fuck this, and he hit Steiner in the back of the head with a guitar. Mm-hmm. Are they like best friends in real life? They are now, yeah. Uh, excuse me. Yeah, they definitely are now. All right. So next up, we're going to go back to Rao. Uh, we got some Rao. So now we got some sex appeal. We got the cat in a very lovely outfit. Yeah. Uh, basically, assless chat. There you go, Eric. <laughs> <laughs> Along with Jacqueline versus one of my favorites, Terry Runnels and Ivory. This was very much Attitude Era kind of... All right, Eric. You, 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 you ruined the gimmick. Uh, no, I'm sorry. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. It was He's good. flashing off his gimmick. He's got a big one. Uh, <laughs> Runnels and Ivory versus Cat and Jacqueline. This was very simple... Let's get hot girls out there. Yeah. Uh, Jackie's yep. all the respect in the world for Ivory and Jackie. And of course they deserve better, but this is what you get sometimes, especially back. Yeah. Cat uh, and Terry could never really work, but Jackie and Ivory were actually pretty good talent. Well, Ivory was one of the original cast members for uh, uh, the original gorgeous ladies of wrestling. Ivory's fucking awesome. She's always been able to work. Yeah. And Jackie is one of the toughest women on the face of the planet. Yes. You don't yep. want to piss Jackie. And JR even said, even JR said the um, other two women were wor- worthless, basically. He basically put oh, them yeah. down. <laughs> I mean, he was kind of right, you know? Yeah. I just um, thought that was interesting from a uh, guy that's supposed to be a ba- baby face. Yeah. So then we go backstage. Vince is talking to Road Dog and X Pac. Vince tells X Pac to defend Stephanie's honor against Jericho. And um, yeah. And he's got a special assignment for the DOWG. Uh, then we're back from break, and Earl Hebner gets a special intro, and he goes out to the ring to officiate the next match, which is Chris Jericho versus X Pac. Uh, spoiler alert. X-Pac loses. Yeah. In a big big way. Yay. Hell of a walls. Yeah, and Jericho and X-Pac have always had good matches with one another. I agree. Chemistry. Uh, yeah. Uh, I feel like they had a couple shitty ones, too, though. Because I remember them saying Jericho wasn't really clicking when he first got there, and he was working a lot with X-Pac. 
in the beginning in 99, yeah. But they even had matches, like, back when they were both in WCW in 97. Right. Yeah. I was going to say, they, they had matches in WCW. Yeah. Yeah, I thought this was pretty good, though. I like how Hebner bitches out Road Dog, too. Yeah, that, that was funny. He's a badass guy. All right. Yes, he is. So Rock comes out to the ring next, then Vince McMahon comes out, and Shane and Triple H and the corporation, and basically uh, Vince tells Rock that he's getting Shane, the heir to the McMahon throne, well, at the time he was at least, Yeah. to to a title match in the steel cage against Shane. Rock and Shane, Triple H is pissed. Well, yeah, because he wants the belt back. Yeah. But it's just, you know, you know, Vince always made sure that Shane got the big opportunities, which obviously. I mean, and Triple H was still technically dating China at the time, so he wasn't necessarily in the family yet. He didn't have the stroke yet. Yeah. Nope. I think they started kind of fooling around. Probably. Oh, so the storyline note was that he was married to Stephanie? Yeah, yeah. before. Okay. Before they actually got oh, together. Wow. It was a good plan on his part. Yeah. He, I like Triple H. Uh, so, yeah, that's what we got. Our main event's going to be Rock and Shane in a steel cage, pal. And then we come back from commercial, and Triple H is talking to Shane. He's like, dude, what the fuck? Don't win. And Shane's like, dude, what the fuck? At least the belt will be in the family. And uh, Triple H says, but that's my belt. And Shane's like, eh, eh. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> so that's how that goes. Exactly like that, too. Eh, eh. All right, let's go to the next channel. All right, we, we go back to the graveyard. Sting's looking for Vampiro. Then we go backstage. Bischoff fires the misfits in action. Yeah, even though, like, the the, the deal was that uh, the misfits couldn't interfere. So they didn't interfere. Hugh won. Bischoff, very power hungry, very drunk with power. Like, okay, yeah, you guys are fired. They were pissed. Uh, and then we go to Russo and Elizabeth, and he's telling her to turn around while he changes clothes. She's not happy with him. No. Nah. It, it well, all right. So the storyline here was that Lex Luger pretty much had always paraded the fact that he owned uh, Elizabeth's contract, and that he that she was with him for about three years. By the way, at this time they were also dating one another. Luger? Yes. Yes. Uh, as a matter of fact, Luger and Elizabeth? Luger, yeah, him and Elizabeth were dating. Oh, wow. Uh, it started out as an affair uh, that Sting ratted them out on. <laughs> His best uh, friend? Well, because yeah, Sting, Sting got caught. Yeah. So Sting figured, well, fuck, I'm not going down alone, and made sure to let his. Uh, told his wife, he said, oh, yeah, you know, Lex 
and Rick Steiner, they're also cheating on their wives. Fucking peace. Luger, or, or, no, Steiner and Sting's wives forgave them. Luger ended up getting divorced. It's fucked up. Yeah, but Luger had a lot hmm. more going on than just having an affair, didn't he? Wasn't he using drugs and shit? They all were. But yeah, like... Yeah, Luger was... Yeah, he was very much into yeah, that. He was kind of raw this time, too. Yeah. He looked really weird and kind of roided out. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Uh... So, yeah. Did Luger get remarried? I don't think he's married now, no. Uh, Poor guy. Uh, so then we go Buffalo. back. Right. And then we right. go back to the. Gra- yeah. Yep. Then we go back to the graveyard, and uh, the the camera views behind uh, Sting and Vampiro's right there. This is actually one of my favorite parts in the show. I like how that how they did that. It was right. very creepy, almost kind of like a horror movie. Uh, like how Vampiro just came out of nowhere behind the tombstone and behind the sting. I thought that was a cute touch. Uh, I'll give you a cute touch, Doug. Uh-huh. Sweet uh, talker. Uh, yeah. So Ric Flair's hyping up Luger while Luger's working out. All right, let's go to the next match. Tank Abbott and DDP. Abbott wins. By knockout. By knockout. Well, because he was always knocking guys out, though, at that point. The former world champion. Somebody knocked out DDP before he got knocked out, right? Well, because they were trying to make Abbott look cool because he came from MMA, but he really was just a fat idiot at that time. Yeah. As much like he's a fucking tough dude. Tank Abbott can fucking... Put any one of us. Oh, he can go in it. He can go in actual fighting, but he was also like yeah. rough, tough, not really technique fighter back then. Uh, yeah, exactly. So this that match, was the early days of UFC. It was the early days. This match sucked. Uh, I'm we, surprised Eric isn't having a heart attack right now. Because the Phillies are losing. No, they're winning. It's like nine. No, they're winning. Or not necessarily having a heart attack. Well, I meant to say hard on, but for some reason I said heart attack. It's a hard on attack? Yeah. Uh, David Arquette doesn't want to wrestle Abbott. And Paige gets I'm being professional, Doug. Appreciate that, Eric. Uh, yeah. Hulk Hogan goes after Awesome in the locker room. And then Billy Kidman comes down to the ring, talks a bunch of shit, does a terrible fucking promo. Oh, my God. He was a bad talker. He was awful. He finally got a yeah. shot, and he fucking sucked. Uh, but he was a great wrestler. Uh, yeah. So then... I always like that. Then Nash Heel. comes out. Yep. And then Nash comes out and beats some ass. And then uh, Conan and Ray come out. Nash beats their ass. Nash beats everybody's ass. Well, yeah. You're not going to... I actually anymore. like it. I actually like Nash at this point. Yeah. I thought this was, was pretty fun. cool what Nash did. Me too. I've dogged on Nash plenty of times on the show, but I actually liked him in this in this segment. Yeah, it could definitely work. You know? Yeah. But then he follows him all the way out to the fucking a parking lot and that got a little annoying. 
Well, yeah, because it would still come yeah. back to him just, like, beating the shit. Yeah, they kept doing it. They, like, and, like, Ray's hiding under the vehicle and shit. It and just, Conan's unconscious in the backseat of the car. And he's breaking the car, too. It's like, we get it. <laughs> we like, get it. We know. You buried them again. Uh, all right, let's go to the other channel. Fuck this channel. Uh, <laughs> fuck this. Alrighty then. The next match is Edge and Christian against Rikishi and Shokishi, the big and show. Shokishi. I loved it. This was funny as hell. It was very funny. Uh, one of the better matches on the card. You got a double stink face uh, at the end of it. It ended by DQ, but this was a fun time, right, Dougie? I actually yeah. really uh, enjoyed this. Because I, I enjoyed Rikishi. I thought Big Show kind of imitating people was kind of fun. Uh, you could dance. You was a good yeah. dancer. Yeah. But, like, him coming... And then, like, Jerry, Jerry Lawler's just like, who's with him? And uh, JR's like, really? Who's with him? There's only one other person here that's big. Yeah, Jim. Uh... <laughs> All right. We got some Ravens crowds and Ravens fans in the crowd tonight. Yeah. Uh, yep. Yeah, this this was a fun moment. Uh, let's go to the next match. Eddie Guerrero versus S.A. Rios, which should have been a 10-minute classic. Damn yeah. It. And unfortunately, like, it was it was a bad fan. I mean, Eddie was trying to pay tribute to his father with that gory special. Yeah. But it was just like, it was a botched uh, neck breaker. It was. The match was all set up to uh, uh, take off Lita's dress, pretty much. Yeah. So China should get her payback and strip her naked now. And I wasn't mad at yep. either time for either woman. Neither was I. But yeah, this should have exactly. been a better match. They should have actually let these two guys wrestle, because both these guys can. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So. Oh, righty then. Uh, Earl Hebner gets coffee spilled on him by uh, the ugly Tory. The ugly Tory. <laughs> and the good-looking Tory worked for WCW. Oh yeah, I feel bad for Hebner here. Oh yeah, definitely. It was funny how the referee was like a real character on the show. Now we have Chris Benoit and Taz. Uh, this was another, it was a great fucking uh, promo by Taz. Well, not great, but it was pretty good about how he's going to wreck Benoit and it gets you kind of excited and then Benoit comes in and squashes him. Yeah, well, thanks to Perry Sanders. Yeah. Thanks to Perry. You know, but that was a horrible fisherman suplex. Horrible, horrible fisherman suplex and it was just stupid and it didn't, it didn't look real. It looked like phony bullshit. Yeah. Because, like, he, like, Taz knew Benoit was behind him, and like the the distraction wasn't done well by Perry or none of them. It didn't. It seemed fake. Right. Yeah. And then Bob Holly just comes out, drops Benoit, and it, it, he walks away. It's like, all right, whatever. Yeah. No, he jumps on. He jumps on the other two guys, and then he walks away. Yeah, but he still said, "Yeah, whatever." And then triple. Cut to the backstage, Triple H talks a little shit to Hebner, or tries to scare him a little bit. 
while he's having a conference with the other referees. I would have honked his nose. Crash Holly gets interviewed by Michael Cole, and Crash Holly is very nervous. And then Blackman pulls up and beats the shit out of him. And then Poor little guy. This is before the match. Yeah. Uh, yeah, poor little guy. All right, let's go back to Debbie. Debbie. Uh, Vince Russo comes out and tells Ric Flair that he's going to interfere at Slamboree and he's going to beat the shit out of Flair. He tells Luger that he'll give Luger the key to unlock Elizabeth and Elizabeth tells Russo to kiss her Kentucky ass, which I'm sure a lot of people would have wanted to do at one point. Yeah. Uh, Luger comes out. Flair comes out. They both get their ass kicked. They don't even sh- – this is how disrespectful they were to Flair at the time. They didn't even show him getting his ass kicked. You just saw his body laying there after. Yeah. It was more yeah. of just Luger getting beat up. And you know that had to piss Rick off. Uh, yeah, Flair barely got airtime on this. He was like the second fiddle to Luger. Yeah, exactly. So Russo just stays pissing people off. Uh, then it, you go to Arquette and Canyon. Arquette's scared. Canyon's like, we'll try to get you out of it, but I don't know. Uh, we go back, and Nash is still smashing that car with Conan. <laughs> And then we go, I like how they try to cut to different things happening at once, but it really doesn't work. Like they not think at all, it's not like the 45. I mean, they're trying to make it look like a sitcom, but it, it shouldn't really be a sitcom. No, and things don't need to be all going on at the same time. It kind of takes away from everything. Yeah. So then you go back to Vampiro and you finally kind of get that match, right? Yep. Well, it's not necessarily a match because I think they were scheduled to wrestle each other at Slamboree. Okay. Well, it's a graveyard match. He threw him in a fucking graveyard. Yeah. So that's what he did. He, he, he threw him in a grave plot, and then Sting puts his hand on the outside of the thing. Yeah. Again, trying to redo the thing with Hogan. Not Hogan. Austin and Taker. When yeah. They did that. Uh and then Vero, Vampiro comes down, says Sting is a helpless newborn child, and Vampiro's the fucking man. And then uh, Sting comes out and beats the shit out of him. Yeah, he hit him like several times with the baseball bat. And then we go back, and Sean Stasiak's still shooting free throws at the gym. Uh, yeah, and he's having this uh, woman uh, tell him, he's like, oh, yeah, you're doing good, you're doing good. It's like, is he really? <laughs> Elizabeth slaps Russo in the backstage area. Now let's go to our fifth contest, which is our world championship match. Oh, no, it is a non-title match, Doug. It you, was? Yeah. Oh. Uh, yeah. David Arquette versus Tank Abbott in a five-star classic. Oh, yeah, definitely a five-star classic. It took no, me to sleep. Yeah, this, this wasn't very entertaining. But uh, Arquette wins with help of DDP. Yeah, DDP uh, nailed him with a pretty sick diamond cutter. Yeah. Let's go back to Raw. Crash Holly and Blackman for the hardcore title. It was okay. Crash did end up winning, right? Or did he just run? (laughs) No, he just ran. I, I think he just ran. Yeah, it never has an actual ending. And uh, Because the Ravens players tried to... uh win the title themselves. 
Oh, God. Now, now, let's go to the main event. We have Rock versus Shane McMahon in the steel cage match. What are our, what are our thoughts, fellas? I thought it was a really good cage match. And the fact that, like, I worked over trying to help Shane win and then Earl coming out at the end and slamming the cage door into the shoulder. I enjoyed it. Very good main event. Yeah, absolutely. Until you got on it? I thought it was pretty good. Uh, Shane, I thought... Shane, Shane couldn't work as well as he does later on in his career at the time. Yeah. But they still had a little fun. He sold rock shit for him. Triple H came out yeah. and got in the middle of it. And then Earl Hebner had a big moment at the end. So I thought it was really good. Yes. No, it was yeah. an awesome cage match. I mean, a, and again, you, they weren't really known at that time for the uh, – Good wrestling matches, but still, everything got over. They did. Uh, back on the other channel, Stasiak goes for another free throw, but Kern Edding finally shows up and beats the shit out of him, which we've been waiting for the whole night. Yeah. Do you think Stasiak yep. could ever been anything big, Doug? No. You didn't like the Planet Stasiak stuff? No. And, and here's the thing. Like, he hit a good luck. He had a good look, and you thought he would have had charisma, but that charisma felt forced. Yeah. He didn't really – he seemed kind of boring. Yeah. And remember, his father is a former WWF champion. For like three days, though, right? I think we were like 10. Okay. Because I think he's actually – I think he beat Pedro. Morales? Oh, okay. Yeah. And then uh, I think he beat Pedro, and then uh, San Martino beat him. Okay. In the main event, we have Mike Awesome and Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan's coming out in his cool vest saying, fuck the new blood. Yeah. And, he, and he, to point it out even more, he looks at the camera and says, oh, I'll let you decide what the F you means. It's like, all right, Hogan, you cheesy fuck. But uh, – <laughs> This match sucked, but it was kind of a fun beat 'em up yeah. brawl. These two could have could have had a good match down the line, maybe. Uh, I liked Awesome, and I liked that they were pushing him, and I like that. Uh, I think the right guy won. Yeah, because it was yeah. pretty much they had to pretty much keep getting the new blood over. Of course, Hogan still got his payback. Well, until they put the blood on. Yeah. Did you like the blood of the new blood? I, it was very symbolic. Wasn't it kind of fucking stupid too, though? I mean, Gangrel did it better. Yeah. It was more just pretty much when you knew the baby faces were getting over because Russo wanted to make sure that his guys got over. Russo did not want any of these new, uh, these millionaires club guys over. Yeah. Bischoff was just like, well, no, you know, the baby faces, they have to get over. And Russo's like, fuck that, bro. <laughs> like, no. No, bro. These guys have to get a fuck the, uh, you know, fuck the Millionaire's Club. Because he really had an issue with all of them. Yeah. Well, because they all thought he was a dumbass. 
Well, they and, and here's the thing. They weren't wrong. <laughs> no. I mean, everyone was just greedy and stupid and wanted to do their own shit at this time. So. Well, yeah, because you're making all this money. These guys have enough money to where they can actually just leave. Yeah. But it's just like, if they're there, they have to get over. Yeah. And with Hogan... And here's the thing. I kind of like the concept, and I actually thought Slampery was a really good pay-per-view. But... It's just like, it was so contrived because it's pretty much, if you weren't New Blood or weren't Millionaire's Club, like, then there really was no spot for you. Yeah. Right. And again, we're in another faction war for WCW. Yeah. Except no one's watching anymore. Not at all. They're all watching the other. Okay. All right. So let's I thought the shows could have something. Eric, which show is better? And rate both of them. Raw was absolutely better. I give Raw a 9 out of 10. From top to bottom, it was each, each segment, each match was fairly okay. It was better than average. On WCW, I give a 5 out of 10. That's being nice. Eh, it, it dragged. WCW dragged as Felt like a five-hour, five-hour um, TV show instead of a two uh, instead of a two. Yeah. He texted me. He goes, "How long is this thing?" Ooh. Eric. Yeah, I, I, I was. Yeah, he, he was. He was pretty much venting his frustration out of how long the show was. Oh no! Nice. Yeah, I was mentioning yeah. to Daniel earlier too. <laughs> yeah, he said that to me too. It was kind of long and boring. I thought it was entertaining, though. I uh, I do think, like, bad wrestling can be fun to watch, and that's what this was. Yeah. Ra- yeah. Raw had... People like car crashes. Raw had some good story to it. A couple good matches. I do think some of the wrestling was weak, so I would only give it an 8 out of 10. But I would give Nitro a 3. And I would say Raw is better. Doug, take us home. All right. So, this is around the time where things just... We're not clicking for WCW. They were losing sixty million dollars a year. Yeah. Jeez. Uh, yeah, that's a lot of money to lose, by the way. And but Raw was cooking on all cylinders, and they were cooking on all cylinders because you had the Rock um, was the top guy. Rock was the top guy. Triple H was your top heel. Uh, Austin was, you know out but it just it didn't matter because you had you you still had guys and everybody felt important too cool felt important hardy felt important everybody vince was still a douchebag yeah vince was still a douchebag but he was a douchebag that was actually you know doing stuff exactly of but I think at that at that point too, you had uh, like I said, you had the guys that were getting over because everybody was getting over at that point. Even S.A. Rios was over to a point. It also helped that he had Lita. Yeah. yeah. But 
it just felt important. WCW really didn't feel important anymore because the guys that were over, it's like Vince Russo just wanted to bury them. And no one seemed to give a fuck. This is around the part that, like, Nash was just having fun. He didn't seem very passionate. Hogan didn't seem very into it. They didn't seem, like, as excited to be there as they were in 96, 97, 98. Yeah. So I think that that made thing go downhill. Yeah. So I give Nitro I think they knew it ended the road. Yeah. I give Nitro a three. I'd give Raw about a eight and a half. All right. You want to do the plugs? Yeah. That was our war drums. That was our war Raw drums. won this round. We're gonna get a tally and tell everybody next week who's winning so far. Yeah. Well not next week. Yeah, the week I'll, after. Which I'll get to. Go ahead, Dougie. All right. Make sure you listen to Boxman and Smart. Wrestling Outlet. They're on YouTube, right, Eric? Yes, sir. Okay. On YouTube, Wednesdays, 10 15, 10 Eastern Time. Listen to them Friday, Sunday nights, 9 30 p.m. Eastern Time, also on YouTube for the Hollywood Hangout. Listen to us, 6 30 p.m. Eastern Time, Friday nights, Unscripted Wrestling Podcast. Uh, we will not be on the air next Friday. We have birthday festivities to attend to. Uh, but we will be back in two weeks on October the 28th. Uh, what would you like to do? Because I said you could pick the next Yeah, we'll week. announce it later. Okay. You put me on the spot right now. All right. Uh, well, I tried. Uh, you failed. I know. Listen to us, 7 p.m. Eastern Time, Saturday nights for Unscripted Unlimited. Tomorrow, it'll be myself, uh, Sean Fetchek will be joining us. I believe, uh, Eric, is Karen going to join me on the show tomorrow? Oh, is she? I didn't know she responded. Uh, I'll, ask, I'll ask her tomorrow. All right, cool. Well, I mean, technically it's her punishment because she doesn't know how to do your schedule. But, uh, no. but yeah, so tomorrow at 7 p.m. Eastern time here on blogtalkradio.com slash everything unscripted, we'll be talking back to the future. Uh, nice. And then the Sunday, one, right? 3 p.m. Eastern time for the Stabcast, Daniel and Mindy. Halloween ends. Okay. Uh, so listen to that. Then Monday, 7 p.m. Eastern time for the Web Cave. We're doing another face-off. We're doing Blue Beetle versus Spider-Man. That ought to be interesting. Miles Morales, Spider-Man. Okay. Miles Morales? Who's yeah. Spider-Man? Bobby's repping Spider-Man. It's Miles Morales, so he's the kid that takes over. And we're basically, we're doing it for Mexican History Month or Spanish History Month or whatever the hell. Uh, Miles Morales is half black and half Spanish. And uh, J- Jaime Reyes, the Blue Beetle, is, uh, is Mexican. Uh, he's getting a movie next year, and George Lopez is playing his dad. Aww. So. Uh, yeah, two characters on kind of the same playing field, uh, so it's going to be a fun battle. And, Sounds uh, like it's going to be a we'll fun battle. We'll try to keep Sharon's interest for five rounds, but we'll see how it goes. Yeah, sorry, last one was a little boring to me. <laughs> you don't say that on air, Sharon, you fucking... Okay, <laughs> go ahead. All right, uh... Well, it also didn't help uh, when uh, Dang uh, when uh, Bobby's uh, girlfriend tried to ca- 
pretty much kiboshed a whole round. It's like, let's just call it a tie. It's like, no, because then you got to go to a tiebreaker. Shut the fuck mm. up and let's just. But great. Oh, she tried to do me? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> which, anyway. All right. And then listen to Eric and Quintus on Hard Hits, which is going to be this Wednesday, uh, about 6 30, 7 p.m. Eastern Time. Uh, it's going to be uh, recapping week six, previewing week seven. Make sure you check out our buddy Sean, Elite Diplodoc on YouTube and Twitch. And I'm going to shut the fuck up now so we can leave. All right. I think I'm cute. I know I'm sexy. I've got the look. They try to go while I've got the mood. They really move on. I said chill.